0: Hey, this is JJ Hunter of the Hunter Brothers, and you're listening to Tobin Tonight.
1: JJ, can you tell us a little bit about your upbringing with having that many brothers?
0: Yeah, it was uh, it was never a dull moment, that's for sure. We grew up in a small town of Shawnavin, Saskatchewan down in the southwest corner of the province we're not far from the Alberta border and not far from the uh, the Montana border and you know what do you do in a small prairie town but you know farm in the summertime and play hockey in the wintertime and that's exactly what we did and then I guess the variable that was a huge part of our lives right from young was the music, and we kind of got it from both sides of the family, mom and dad, and uh, it was a situation where mom put us in piano and dad put us in hockey, and they kind of supported each other in each of the endeavors, and really we grew a love for both at a very early age. You know, it was something that was just always part of our lives, and as we grew up, we, of course, loved the hockey and continued to play, at least, uh, you know, and different brother's Took it to different levels. We had the farm in the summer, as, as I mentioned, and uh, and the music was just
1: always there. It seems so funny when you think about it with country music or just Canadian artists because, like, Chad Brownlee, I believe, ha- you know, got drafted by, I believe, Vancouver or New York. I think it's Vancouver, but, like, he played hockey. A few of you even got drafted and moved your ways up the ranking. But the irony of it is, is, like, four or five of you played junior hockey, three played in the minors... You had three forwards, two defense. So, like, clearly, clearly you had an all-star lineup there. Um, <laughs> but, like, all suffered injuries. So you returned home to the firm, and then you were mentioning about the musical upbringing. But do you think it's something that was kind of, like, meant to be?
0: Yeah, it was uh, – I mean, and there's different ways to approach it. You know, from the hockey perspective, we all love the sport. And maybe the younger two brothers uh, didn't love it quite as much, but uh, we all played. Dad built us a rink just a few – feet away from our house growing up, you know, it was interesting because in the mornings we had a piano upstairs and downstairs and two of the brothers would be practicing and one, two, three of the other guys would be out playing hockey and then we'd switch around. So it was a, it was a busy household for sure. And as the hockey progressed, you know, we were pursuing it at a high level. You mentioned that uh, all of us played rep hockey, four of us played junior and then three of us went on to play pro and so that was really what we were pursuing with quite a passion in, in those younger days and uh when you're playing pro hockey i mean you're training in the summer as well and so the plate got really full because we were gone all winter playing with our various teams we'd come home help dad whenever the playoffs were done put the crop in the ground and then what we became is kind of weekend warriors with the music we would play on the weekends at various festivals throughout western canada and down into the united states and uh during the weeks if we weren't on the farm working, we were training like crazy for hockey, and that was kind of just our regular routine for, for a long time until, you know, injuries started breaking in. Uh, our youngest brother, Ty, broke his femur when he was playing midget hockey. Brock had a significant injury. Dusty and Luke, uh, at slightly different times, had significant eye injuries. And, you know, through various decisions and, and various circumstances, you know, we all made our way back. But I do think... One thing that was in the back of our minds at that point is when we came home, we had never pursued the music with the same vigor or passion that we had pursued the hockey, at least not collectively as a group. And so I think that that was in the back of our minds. We didn't necessarily foresee things coming together the way that they have, you know, in the last few years. But we definitely had music in the back of our minds as part of, you know, what we wanted to do, and we started doing that with a lot more passion, with a lot more intentionality, as the opportunities grew. And it was a long road, I, I tell you, Tobin. It wasn't just a-, a quick thing that got us to where we were at uh, or at now, but uh, it was a long road and one that had plenty of ups and downs. But we sure are glad looking back that the road led us to the to the place we're at now
1: no and i like how you mentioned you know it's a long road because i mean if it's just like just say two or three brothers like the jonas brothers or just two people it's a lot easier to try to get everyone on board but when you've got five five of you guys trying to decide you know is this a career we want do all five of us like collectively want to do this it it can get a little bit uh i guess conflicting at times
0: yeah there's there's two sides of that coin i suppose there's the aspect where, you know, you've got five, and especially now we have five different schedules. Four of us are married and uh, the four married ones have kids. And so you start throwing kids in the mix and, and families. And, and, you know, as the kids get involved in things, there's a lot of schedules to juggle. So there's that, there's that side that is challenging for sure. As brothers, even though we grew up with a very very similar upbringing you know just the age difference we're very different people and uh, different personalities different likes dislikes flavors whatever and so there are differences that we're continuing to have to navigate and, and work through like any family or any relationship or any business venture um, on the other hand there's a huge comfortability factor as well because we've done so many things together for so many years whether it was you know the farming the music from a young age even the hockey you know we did play together uh on the same team until we got home and played some senior hockey together but quite often we were out on the rink well basically every day we were out on the rink that dad built together as five brothers and and so there's that comfortability where you uh you know whichever way you're looking when you're on stage or in a in an interview you know that there's um the camaraderie of family, and you have each other's backs, and and at the end of the day, if you have some differences, you know you'd go to bat for for each other in a heartbeat. So there's kind of the, the both sides of the coin that play into it that that you know make it interesting, and and uh, it's never dull, as I mentioned right off the
1: hop. No, and and of course we've got the the best of the Hunter brother on because we've talked about this in the prior interview as well that. You were the one who got drafted into the NHL. Like you played for, I think it was like Edmonton and you played for my team, which was the Detroit Red Wings. So obviously I knew which one we were getting on the show. Uh, No bias, no (laughs) bias.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, thanks. I I, um, Yeah, he was, I actually, I actually wasn't drafted. I, I signed as free agent, but I, my first ever training, training camp was with the Detroit Red Wings. And that was quite an experience as a, as a 19 year old kid going there and skating with the likes of Steve Eiserman and Nicholas Lidstrom and Sergey Fedorov. And, you know, the list was long at that point, even, you know, Saskatchewan boy Joey Kosher and Chris Osgood. And, uh, you know, there were just so many great players. And that was a real eye opening experience seeing how hard those guys worked, seeing how, you know, the intensity. And the passion, and yet also the fun and the enjoyment that they were finding in the game, even after all the success that they had had. On the flip side, then I, I attended, I think, six consecutive training camps with the uh, Edmonton Oilers and got to play preseason games with them. Most hockey players have their story of, of how things happened and. Uh, and i guess i've got mine too but uh, it was it was one of those things where you get so close to having that opportunity to to play in the national hockey league and you know you get within preseason games and and the loco year was in 2005 that also kind of affected things i you know i would think a little bit for me just being an undrafted player and you're looking for that chance at the same time i look back with such fondness and there's so many memories and and things that i cherish friendships we were just down in nashville Ryan Smith and his family are there and got to hang out with him and go for a skate with him and you know it's it's, it's those friendships and those relationships that you you go back to and and really cherish along with the uh you know as much or more than the on ice things
1: better off the path that you took obviously cuz you guys are up for Junos especially in your own hometown or your your own home province which is really cool what does that mean to you
0: yeah Thanks, first of all, it's a it's an enormous honor. And uh, when you look at the artists and and the music that is created here in Canada, and that isn't just here nationally, literally is is celebrated internationally around the world. There's so much talent, and and to be part of the Juno's to be nominated in the categories that we are. And, and uh, you know, to be at the celebration is is an enormous honour. Uh, on top of that, the fact that it's being hosted here in our home province of Saskatchewan makes it, you know, especially special. And it's going to be just a great celebration. And uh, we're thankful to be part of it. We've had so many people that have supported us along the way you know right across the nation and as well as internationally but we felt that backing from our home province and that's that's something that's so important to us we grew up in a small community where you know, helping each other is, is just kind of part of day-to-day life. And the farming community is known for being that way, felt that growing up. And as we've continued on in the music career, that support has continued. And, and to have the backing of your hometown, your home province, it kind of gives you that foundation to work from. And, and we're so, so, so thankful for it.
1: And and I just want to mention there as a, as a side note, because of where the previous interview kind of got cut off and distorted, um, We had a little bit of time and we actually got one of the humble Broncos that was involved with the crash and one of the ones that actually play for humble now to uh, do a shout out for you guys for your episode. So I thought that was really cool.
0: Oh, that's amazing. That's super cool. And uh, yeah, we've, you know, that the the tragedy that befell the, the Broncos organization really affected us deeply. My middle brother, Luke, he played with the Swift Current Broncos, not the Humboldt Broncos, but the Swift Current Broncos, and they had a bus tragedy as well. And so for him playing five years in Swift Current and seeing how it still affects this many years later still affects the team, they have memorials for those players, for that event that happened even still to this day. And it's still a huge part of the the organization and, and uh, a real marking point for them. And so that hit close for him uh, being a part of an organization that had walked through, you know, not the same event by any means, but something that took the lives, took lives of players and, and whatnot as well. Then Dusty, my second brother, he played in the SJHL, And uh, in fact, his final SJHL game ever played uh, for him personally was against the Humboldt Broncos. And he traveled that exact road to Nippon many times. And for all of us, traveling on buses, through our hockey career and now with the music still traveling on buses, you know, it hits so close to home and we got to know a lot of the families, you know, and just seeing the heartbreak and the heartache and, you know, their lives will never be the same.
1: JJ, I- I'm going to kind of poke a little fun at you and hopefully you're going to be able to take <laughs> it, but I'm just wondering when you're talking about your playing career in hockey and again, we'll get, we'll get back into the music, but it- it's just so good that I have to, have to kind of poke fun at you with this, but do you-, do you wonder when you're playing hockey and they see the name Hunter on the back, they're like, man, that has to be Markerdale's kid. That's definitely Markerdale Hunter's kid. And then when they see you when they see you play and you're like, I have no relation to these hunters you're talking about, they're like, Oh man, uh, did we did we make a bad choice here?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm afraid they're much better players than uh, any of us were. You know, with those storied careers. It's funny their their names have come up quite often, especially now as we're doing music and doing events in London and whatnot. And they've had such an impact there, the Knights organization, and so it's uh, it's definitely come up. You know, hockey wise. I don't think there's much comparison there. <laughs> we love to play, but that was, those were quite the careers they had. No, and and again, it's... And or continue. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. And it's funny, too, because even the name, like, I, I know where you get the name from, of course, you're all brothers, but, like, in my mind, I, I just think of the dream concert thereof, you know, like, the Hunter Brothers and Hunter Hayes, and, like, Hunter Hayes joins the Hunter ah. Brothers as that other brother, and people are like, oh, yeah. this is so unexpected, what's going on here? Um, wouldn't that? Wouldn't that be ideal? Wouldn't that be a great concert?
0: <laughs> well, well, I, I don't. I hope I'm not sharing anything out of turn. But we've actually had the chance to write music with Hunter and and uh, hang out with him at his house, and we've actually got a text a text thread that's called all the hunters. And, uh, you know, he's become a, he's become a good friend and, uh, you know, you know, what a talented guy. So if ever that opportunity came to share anything more than just names together and to be able to you know do something together, we'd, we'd sure love that opportunity, but there's some great hunters, both in the hockey and the, and the music world. And we're, uh, you know, we just hope to, (laughs) to maybe hold up some sort of end of our bargain there on end of the, the name deal, I guess.
1: When you were talking earlier about your hockey injuries and in music, and again with all your all the brothers, did it ever come to a point that when you weren't getting the recognition, or you thought you guys were working really hard, but it's just not being noticed? Was there ever a point that you guys thought that it's not working? We got to break up.
0: Oh yeah, and I mean it wasn't it wasn't in the sense of we we're going to break up because we've uh, you know we're being brothers we're kinda of stuck together, uh, for life in many ways. <laughs> I mean, I guess I, I guess that's that's not entirely true. But we you know, we are We we never have thought of not doing music. I guess in fact, when we signed our our uh, the deal with our management company and record label, one of the things and topics of conversation we had was that you know whether or not we ever get a chance to release a song to radio or we ever get to sign with a label or whatever it is, pick any of the scenarios, uh, music is always going to be a part of of who we are and and we we just simply love playing music we we love making music we love singing together the harmonies are something that that we love to focus on and that's just something that brings joy and and now as i have kids of my own i love seeing them sing and and accompanying them as they sing and and so music i mean music infiltrates you know the world everywhere and uh and so that was always going to be part of who we are and i think always will be you know the format of how it would look yeah there definitely have been question marks along the way in fact right before we signed our our the deal with our label we had walked through a very very rocky time with a scenario and you know not getting into details there would been you know promises made from a certain company and and then things completely fell through and we were left stranded and and it was kind of one of those things where we were like well maybe uh Maybe we're going to be farmers and, and play, you know, a few music gigs here or there and, and whatnot. We were doing some, some music in schools and whatnot. And we kind of had to come to grips with that and, and be okay that that might be the reality. Saying that around the corner there. Things looked up and in, in real quick order and so I think sometimes those real valleys that you have to walk through give you some perspective for the overall journey that you're on and and the goals that you set and and you know what's really important in life and I think it's it's so important to have some of that perspective and and not that we've got it all right it was some of those low points that I think really spurred us on and and encouraged us when when things started to turn around to to really dig in. And and listen, we all know that life is not always easy. You know, you don't have to spend very much time talking to any individual to realize that we've all walked hard things and hard roads. And it's sometimes those hard things and quite often those hard things that mold you into the person that you are and and shape your character. and, And hopefully I guess one of the things that we've tried to do is not ignore some of that pain. And the humble Broncos tragedy was, was something that, that we saw very close, Uh, you know, in personal, we knew the, the head coach. I didn't mention that earlier. And it's one of those things that hopefully we, have tried in our music and, and as we're interacting with people to try and uh, not ignore the pain, but try and look for, for joy in, in everyday life too, where you can and bring that happy, you know, side of things as much as possible. And as well as grow from your mistakes and and learn from it. And we in no way, shape or form do that perfectly, but it is something that we've talked about frequently that we hope we can bring with our music. And, and as we interact with people, um, you know, everybody's got a story, everybody has a name and, Every single one of those stories are worth hearing and, and need to be heard and, and that shape those individuals. And so, you know, those are things that are important to us.
1: No, and I agree. And I really like the answer. I like how you, you elaborated on that. And now, JJ, just to close out this interview, are you willing and are you able to have a little fun? Yeah,
0: absolutely. Let's do
1: it. All right. Let's let's play a game of brotherly love. Okay. Um, who, who would you consider... The funniest Hunter brother,
0: funniest looking.
1: Well, wow, you're going real <laughs> deep there. I, I meant like funny, like a guy that's going to make you laugh, not funny looking. Come uh, on, no. JJ.
0: Yeah, do, do you know what? Um, they each have their own way of being funny. Brock's just kind of a goof, and he he's not afraid to do anything. you know you throw a dare in front of him, and he'll probably he'll probably take the bait and and go for it. Dusty's really sarcastic; you have to kind of get to know his humor, but once you do, he's really dry but really funny. Ty's the youngest, and so he's just full of life and and every day he's he's laughing and joking and having a good time and Then Luke was the one that I would say on the ice was the funniest. he was quick on the ice with his comebacks at least, uh, anytime I was playing with him. So there's a, there's a broad answer.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. No, it sounds like Luke is like, almost like a Shorzy on Letterkenny, just, you know, <laughs> always chirping. Who, who has the best style?
0: Oh man. Each brother thinks that they have the best style, I think. Uh, but but I mean, clearly I, you
1: do, right? Yeah, no. exactly.
0: Very clearly. I would say, I would say probably Luke, but that's no thanks to him. I think his wife dresses him. <laughs> and so, uh, I would say Luke's wife has the best style.
1: Okay, well shout out to Luke's wife. Who's who captain serious? Who would you consider like the Jonathan Taves of your group? Yeah, Dusty definitely. He <laughs> could
0: be having the best day or the worst day and and they look very similar. Uh you're not sure which it is, but yeah, Dusty would be Dusty would be he'd bring he brings the seriousness, but he also brings the level-headedness.
1: That's that's fair, so he keeps you in line. Who's the best hockey player? Now, choose wisely.
0: Well, I would say anybody that got to skate with the Detroit Red Wings at one point, right, Tobin? Is, was that the answer you're looking for?
1: I mean, out of out of all of you, who's the best hockey player?
0: <laughs> oh, man, I got to give you the political answer here. We were good at different things. Well, the two youngest brothers were defensemen, so I don't think defensemen really count, to be honest with you, as hockey players. So we'll go with one of the three forwards. Luke was uh, – um, Luke was the fastest, best face off man, best penalty killer, shot blocker, and probably had the, the most raw talent, uh, I would say. Dusty was a little smaller, quick, agile, great hands, best playmaker of the group. And I think I was I was a little bit more the power forward, maybe just all round. You know, I tried to pride myself in, in being good, you know, all all ends of the you know, both ends of the rink and, and wherever. So I was able to reach the highest level, I suppose, but I don't think necessarily. I was the best
1: player. And J.J., I will apologize because I know that uh, CBC, Hockey Night in Canada, Sportsnet, they're all going to come after you in the next few, uh, as soon as this gets posted, because they're going to say, J.J. Hunter says defensemen don't count. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm in
0: trouble.
1: Yeah, that's that's the power of editing. But we're going to yeah. keep that in there. No, um, <laughs> who's, who's the best farmer of the family?
0: Uh, that would be Dusty. He runs... A lot of our agronomy he uh he takes care of our crop inputs our crop rotations and uh you know has a real passion for for the farm not that others of us don't but uh he would have the greatest passion and he's he loves digging into you know kind of the science behind it and and uh, why certain crop rotations work better and how to how to restock the ground with the proper nutrients in order to get the best product and, and fixate you know certain plants fixate nitrogen and whatnot you know legumes so he loves all that stuff if you ever want to have an in-depth conversation about farming just ask Dusty a couple questions and you're in for a, a an all-day chat
2: that's going to do it for this episode of tobin tonight our thanks to jj hunter for coming on the show remember You can find past, present, and future episodes on TobinTonight.com, Spotify, and iTunes. Follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and leave a comment or two. For Tobin and myself, this is Jacob saying, Imagine if all brothers had to make it to the NHL. The league would be on notice. Thank God they found their softer musical side. Thanks for listening, and good night. Join us each Thursday as we unearth the dirtbags that live among us. And the motives buried there. Hope you join us as we exhume the truth.
1: Hi, I'm Steve Yurko. And I'm Tara Sands. Now available from Maji Media is our new podcast, 4Kids Flashback.